welcome to Vision Scope, a program designed to educate and inform on matters relating to disabilities. My name is Wilbert Williams. Welcome to another in the series, Vision Scope. We are happy to have you joining us today, and we always look forward to your listening to programs in this series. We have been looking at stories told by people, their, their own life stories, where they tell us how they have been able to cope in life. Today we wanted to broaden the discussion a little more and to look at a topic that is near and dear to all of us and that is the management of our money. People with disabilities don't always have a lot of money and that would be true. But on the other hand, we need to learn to manage what we have and to, to make it work for us. So I thought we would spend some time today discussing this issue. Those taking part in the discussion are King Rocco, Asif Khan, a.k.a. Golden Star, Marilyn King, a.k.a. Cool Cucumber, and myself. I trust that you will find this discussion stimulating and that at the end of it, you will get some ideas that you can use to improve your, you know, your economic standing, and income earning. First of all, I want to raise the whole issue of identifying money. Some persons are fortunate because they have a little sight and so they can look at the money and know exactly um, what it is. But for us blind guys, we have to use different tactics. Um, I could easily start with myself, but Asif, how do you identify your money? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, well, let me speak directly to uh, when it comes to me personally. Our, um, mm. How do you do it? Um, no, I, I am, um, I'm visually impaired, so I have a some amount of vision that I can use to identify my money um but one of the ways uh, main ways also that i use now let's say i'm in a, a hustle one of the things that separate my money like the thousands the five hundreds basically separate the currencies right and also i would um let's say i'm using i probably have to uh, make my budget for transportation for that day or whatever it is i would also try to allocate my money 
based on what I need to do. So um, transportation, probably food. You, you, you know, so it makes it easier. And then also what you, you can do, and what I do sometimes, is to comparatize the money. Where you put it in various compartments, in your bag, right? or sometimes even your pocket. That's some mm. of my, how I would do things. Rocco, you don't have a problem with that. You can see uh, a fair amount, so you you oh, can look at the money. I'm not so know. sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> tell us, tell us, how blind tell is us, you are, my us, brother. Tell us how you handle it, because there there is none so blind as those who will not see. <laughs> well, when it comes to money, I can see that. <laughs> if I don't see none, as I can see the money. Okay, yeah. all right, that, that's a good thing. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Um, yeah. well, we got <clears throat> like a ten dollar bill, the twenty, the fifty, and a hundred dollar bill, and like the dollar, we got it like in a coin, and um, like the quarter is a coin as well. Too, so, um, so coins are easy. Yeah, like the coin, you, you got like a diamond shape, mm. and um, the 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 twenty five cent, which is the quarter, it kind of it's kind of thick. And also the ten cents is a is a gold money and it's kinda it's kinda thick as well too. Mm. Um with the ten dollars and the five dollar bill, the five dollar bill is a little shorter than the ten dollar bill. Mm. Yeah. So that's the way I identify the money. And also our money we got Braille on our money. We got it on the five dollar bill. Yeah, I could say so, the same thing too. But I find that after the money leaves the mint and it passes through one or two hands. It's not so easy to feel those marks on the money. We, you, you, mean the you, have, you, you have braille marks. We don't have braille marks. We, yeah, we have, have like the money. circles and different kinds of things on the money. But I, have you, only I been don't able braille to find, I know. But I've only been able to find one person who can mm. identify the money. You hand him the money and he can just feel where the, where the mark is. And tell you what it is. Most people, most blind people can't. But the way I normally do it as well, um, like if I get five dollars, I put all five dollars mm. in one spot, just like what Golden Star said. Um, Ten dollars in one spot in the wallet, and fifty dollar, hundred dollar, and separate. So that's the way I can able to differentiate it. Okay, for me now, I like to fold them differently. You know. And um, I use a wallet. That's the only reason why I carry around a wallet because the wallet has compartments and you can put your money in different compartments and go right away. Now, first identification is critical. Fortunately for me, I have people in my household who can identify the money. What's it? So they... Mm-hmm. They will identify, and um, I trust them, eh? Um, because you have to exercise a certain amount of trust, no matter what you do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very. Uh, yeah, and so after they identify, then I arrange. I don't have any of these gadgets because the one that um, the, the money reader, I don't think the Jamaican currency is on it yet. Yeah, but the CNA I actually read currency as well, right? CNA I will tell you, yes. Yeah. Or you can use be my eyes, but sometimes yeah. it's a 
pain to get be my eyes because you wait a long time for somebody to respond. Well, a friend of mine from Barbados actually said that to me. He actually has a, um, one of these mini mart, and that is what he actually do. Whenever somebody comes to his shop and they give him the change, he will call CNAI, and CNAI was actually so not CNAI, be my eyes. Be and it will help him to sort out his money and stuff like that. But to me, I find, in the interest of time, that's a lot. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because it, you, you, you wait a lot. Sometimes, sometimes you're lucky, you know, and the call goes through almost immediately. Yeah. But sometimes you have to wait on people from across the other side and all of that. So it takes time. It can be um, a pain in the butt. We have any caller who wants to come in. Uh, Merlin, will you no, have something to say? Merlin, you, you, you have anything you would like to say on that? Let, let us know how, you, how do you identify money. Yes. Good evening, guys. Hi. Well, yeah, good evening to um, you. Just like everybody said, um, I fold my money in different ways, and I have different compartments in my wallet, so... Um, my ones, I put all my ones in, in one wallet, in one mm -hmm. compartment. And my five, I fold differently from my tens and my twenties. I don't normally carry around fifties and hundreds and stuff like that. But if I did, that would go in a totally different compartment. And I also have the money identifier that... Oh, well, yes. Um, tell me my different. Well, tell me my my different denominations, mm -hmm. and I use the different apps like um, Seeing AI. But sometimes with Seeing AI, I find it that it takes several tries before it tells you the denomination. I don't mm -hmm. know if I'm not holding it properly or whatever, but those are my different ways of. Um, keeping track of, of the identification of my money. Tell me, um, how do you how do you see well in your experiences, blind people fearing in the general public when it mm -hmm. comes to spending money, um, mm -hmm. are they shortchanged at times? And um, they don't I've, realize till later? I've never experienced that. But um, to try to <laughs> to try to avoid that, yeah. I would use my my debit card or okay. something like that or okay. credit card yes. to try to avoid that. But I I may have gotten more than what I was supposed to get, but I've never well, you're, got. You're blessed. Anything. You're blessed. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that hadn't that hasn't happened too often either. So. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, it's it's really fascinating um, the approaches that people have because some people, out of curiosity, will try to shortchange you. You know, because they're wondering, how do you know the money? How do you know that this is that? Because you come to them Certainly. and you don't hesitate, and you pull out mm -hmm. your money, and this creates, you know, wonder for them, and they can't understand why all of this is happening. Well, some time ago, I remember I had an experience. Um, <clears throat> one night, I went out, and <clears throat> I used the bus. 
and I give the driver, I think it was like $20 or something like that. All he got to take out was $1.50 for the bus mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And he actually gave me back, I think it was like, um, I think maybe $15 or something like that. And he said to me, you know, he gave me back, uh, I think it was $18. I said, man, come on, you think I don't know money? Uh, you don't. You don't give me back. You, you don't give me back my eighteen dollars. You give me. You only give me fifteen, and he keep on arguing like say. And then some. Some other person was in the bus like, you know what? Stop trying to rob the blind man. And then I think if, when the person get his attention, um, he kind of like you know taking. He back, gave it. Like, oh, you know it's a mistake. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm yeah. So, yeah. But he was pushing you to the limit because he felt he could have gotten away with it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, let's 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 move now to another aspect in this whole business of money. Don't you find that money, the power of money, or or should I say the value of money, because money still has power, but the value of money depreciates so rapidly that it is unbelievable. Uh, what what have your experiences been like over the years? Let's say. Let's set a time period. Over the past 10 years, what has it been like in terms of depreciation of the money value? Rocco, what, do you think, what has that been like for you? Uh, quite interested. Um, you, said the, you said the depreciation of money, right? Mm. <laughs> that, is, that is quite serious. Um, <laughs> indeed, I'm not sure the depreciation of money, <laughs> but I think from for the, you said for the last ten years to now, I mean, yeah, yeah. the world certainly is not the same. Things have changed. Um, things have gotten more expensive and stuff like that. So I think every penny that you spend, you kind of be more cautious of i mean like maybe 10 years ago when life was a lot easier compared to now mm -hmm. you guys do i guess we lost dr will I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Oh. I, I don't. I don't know what yeah, happened. Welcome back. <laughs> I think this appeared. I see. What What has your experience been? Um. Yes. You know. Uh. We have. The, we as a. You know. The 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 world. Generally, have definitely witnessed a significant transformation when it comes to money and the depreciation of money and um especially when it comes to uh developing countries um you know cost of living you know has been getting more expensive you know um buying basic necessities has been getting Certainly. more expensive by the day right mm -hmm. and um so for me, what I find is that the more you tend to earn, is that the more money depreciates, or the more money you get, like the more it depreciates, in a kind of a way. Um, of course, this is because this is mainly because of a lot of um, factors, you know, a lot of changes in prices for different things. Certainly, right? Um, but but I mean, I don't know, but I, I still feel that there's going to be a time where 
uh, money, it's it, it's probably going to be a bit more than us. Um, in terms of the currency, is going to be more stable. Uh, but for now, you know, money. Well, what you say stable? To be honest with you, um, I don't really see a lot of um, <clears throat> a lot of currencies being stable because I mean, when you look at inflation, when you look at the situation that's going around the world, right? A lot of unemployment, especially with the stock market as well. Business have been very slow as well so in terms of trading and stuff like that um yeah. a lot of dollars have been devalued because yeah, it's like mm -hmm. this especially with the foreign exchange i mean every time you go to the supermarket every time you go to um maybe go to shop it doesn't matter what you go and buy it's always a different price every single day yeah when i said stable i guess i was referring to um where i'm from right but yes that's a good point that you would have you're talking yeah. about you're talking about the the the, the yeah yeah, the right? value of the currency, yeah, but internationally, but yeah, he's speaking locally, yes, yeah, globally, globally, money will always fluctuate, money will always depreciate and appreciate, certainly, it will always go up and come down, right? You know what, you know what, I find, I find that the, the buying power of money today is almost obsolete because what what happens is something that you could buy for, say, um, 10 cents 10 years ago might easily cost you $5 today or more. Yeah. Yes, even, even in the realm of candy. You know, the prices have skyrocketed. Um, so... Money has gone down in value, but goods and services have gone up. Marilyn, what you you have any views on this? Do you, have you noticed a large difference over the past ten years? Yes, um, over the years, um, at one point in time, twenty dollars could have lasted me maybe a week. But now I could spend twenty dollars in five minutes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, um, and you know, like um, uh, Golden Star said, you know, cost of living. The mm -hmm. cost of living here in New York is so astronomical right now. Mm -hmm. that, um, back in the day, I used to go to the supermarket. And I would just buy whatever it is I needed to buy. But now I have to look and see what's on sale before I purchase it because to, in order to make my money stretch um, a, little, mm -hmm. a little more and get more for my money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yes, definitely over the 10 years, at least 10, 20 years, um, to me, money has depreciated because it doesn't last as long. And you know, and you know why I put a ten-year span on it for people yeah. like me who have been around for a long time. It's even it's even mm. more stunning because there was a time when a small amount of money could get you things that you'd have to take a a cab with it to go home. Now, for the same mm. amount of money, mm -hmm. you could you could hold it in your hand and walk mm -hmm. home. Yep. 
So that exactly. in itself shows you exa- exactly what is happening. Asif, what is inflation in your, in your layman's term? I know, I know you're not an expert, you're not an economist, but uh, what, what would you say inflation um, is? You know, you know you, you have really jogged back my memory there, back then to the, uh, the years of studies. Um, I can tell you I've never liked economics classes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, in, inflation is basically when the price, as, if, if I'm not wrong, I hope I'm not wrong, but it's when uh, the price of, of, of commodities, goods, and services, um, I think it's when it goes up, but the money just, um, the value is not enough to cover your basic needs, right? I mean, yes. like I said, uh, that's basically what yes, I Yes, I'm, I'm being very unkind to you. I'm sorry. Yes, but <laughs> um, I, I think you are the youngest one with the best brain. So that's why I posed it to you. But yes, it, inflation is really when you have an erosion of spending power, to put it in layman's language. Um, certainly, so certainly. The money mm-hmm. goes down in value. The money and the cost value. of goods mm-hmm. and services go up. Go up. Gone up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, yeah. that in itself is a serious issue because... How that, does that affect people with disabilities who, to start with, earn, by and large, very little, and then the price of things go up and the money that they have to spend go down or, in some instances, is non-existent? You see, um, we are more affected. Persons with disabilities are the ones to be one of the vulnerable groups that are affected the most. Uh, for the simple fact, because as we, we persons with disabilities, yeah, the statistics um, has shown that persons with disabilities, uh, you know, is one, of, is one of the groups that are highly unemployed. So um, obviously they're already earning a minimum amount of money whether they depend on, on welfare or even if they have a job, very few have a job that is paying, right? One that is paying. So now when there is inflation, right, obviously uh, it's like the money have no value and the goods um, goods and services in is there, then it can really bring a situation of of, of collapse, even more collapse for someone with a disability, right? Mm. And the whole, the whole issue of, of us and our resources being, you know, we have to get more resources. So the resources aspect is our main one, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, then, very and, then, and then we become dependent on other people. Because if you don't, if you're not earning and you need to survive, dependency is the name of the game. But tell me, what, what, really, how can this be alleviated? How can, how can this be changed? 
Marilyn, I would love to hear your views on this. We 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 talk about disabled people being dependent on others, um, not having an income. But how can we change all of this? Well, tall are um, they? <laughs> yeah, because I mean it's it's difficult in all aspects of it because of the fact that if you're dependent on social wealth or social security or um, um, things of that nature if you could come again Marilyn, um, you're kind of breaking up sure about in Okay, is this any better? Yes, I, yes. Hello? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay, um, I said it's difficult on, you know, people of disability because being that um, we're depending on social welfare and stuff like that and what they disperse is so minimal. But here in the United States, they have what they call uh, food banks or pantries and stuff like that where a person whose income is low can go and get goods and stuff like that from, from the pantry and you can go as many to as many of the pantries as, as you three times a week to different pantries and they give you a substantial amount of food but a lot of the foods that they do give you are canned goods and um, not everybody can consume the canned goods because canned goods have a lot of sodium in it. Mm -hmm. Well, um, and yes, stuff. sorry. And it's gotta... Yeah. yeah. You see, um, Go ahead. What were you going to ask? No, I was. I was going to. I was going to say, yes. That's that's the United States is one of the better areas when it comes on to social welfare. Um, oh yeah, certainly the U.S. and Canada. But in some in in some countries, they get nothing at all. Yeah, and that's why that's why Doctor. For me, I have always had a philosophy of education for persons with disabilities. We, we got to educate ourselves. And, um, you know, I think education breaks the barrier in anything, right? And also, the other main way for us should be self-sufficiency, whether it's true self-employment you know you have a business you have a small business and um you know but the thing is that inflation when a country is experiencing inflation it is difficult to even for the average citizen you know much less persons with disabilities so you know but when a person with a disability is not earning then it's a, it is more problematic we Jamaica Jamaica went through a phase some years ago, 
I can't I, I can't remember the term for it, to be honest. It's not inflation. It's like a reverse. Uh, where, where, where people had money in their pockets, but there were no goods on the shelf. Does yeah. anybody know what that is? What that is called? And I can't recall. I think it's called um, an, I think it's called an economic regression or repression or something like that. Um, I think that's what they call it. I'm not sure, but um, yes, yeah. That's so, so. But in economic, in economics, that's basically where there's a demand for the goods, but you know, it's not in. It's not in the. Um, it's not there. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not there. But but what we're talking about now is that goods are there, but. You, the money, you can't money. find the money to buy it. And, and that is a serious problem. And as you say, yes, education. But you know, education, I don't want to say this, but sometimes it, comes, it sounds like a cliche yeah. because you can have education and still have no money. You can't find a job. Can't well, find a job. Like, I know like, for example, right now, you find yeah. a lot of people... Sometime you go and study to become um, <clears throat> maybe an engineer or some great profession or something like that. At the end of it, they don't even have a job. You mm. know what I mean? Sometimes what they study, they don't even get mm. that position yeah. what they want in life. So, they end up doing have, some you know, secular I stuff. Agree. The only thing I have to agree. The only thing is that it puts mm -hmm. you in a better position. All right. So even that, even if you were to go into your own business, mm. you know, be able to translate some of that knowledge into managing your own you know, operation, your own business. C certainly. But for me, it's all about um, self-sufficiency. How do you find a way to earn if you, if you don't have a job? You got to be able to co-op it away. Mm -hmm. right? but, but how do you how do you break the barrier then of poverty? to get into starting your own business because you're at the point where you have no money. What are you going to do? You're at the point where you have no, no money. Yeah, that's, uh, that's tough. That's tough. And, and this is where the government and the organizations need to come in and try to provide, you know, whatever grants or whatever they could. Um, but you see, that's why most persons remain in poverty. That's why the poverty cycle continues because, you know, they can't get out. Mm. Right? But I think that's the main concern for persons with disabilities. How do you get out? If the avenue is not there, then, I mean, you remain in it. And I've, I've been seeing it happening. All right? Rocco. I mean, getting into business is one thing, but exactly what you want to do. That's the thing. Rocco and Asif are coming to Jamaica tomorrow. to empower all the disabled people to start working, where would he start? Where would he start? <laughs> where, where would he start? <clears throat> um, as Golden Star said a while ago, I think education is always important. But likewise, um, it will be depends. I think it will be depends as well to what what is it in place because okay, I may come with a good speech, right? 
but I may don't I may not have the finance in order to um, help individual in order to start a business. All right. So this is whereby is up to the individual whatever it is that you would like to do. I may empower you with some motivational speech or something like that. But what system that Jamaica have in place? So when I finish, let's say empower that individual that they can turn to what are the avenue uh, um, that's available for them. Mm-hmm. So, so you are saying that in to some extent the the government of the country needs to put things in place to ensure most that certainly these people mm-hmm. get jobs. Yes, most but, definitely. But then, but then, doesn't it go be, beyond that? You're coming in yeah. with the skill sets. You see, I can you, train. You, you, go on, go on, you have the skill sets, you know. You have the skill set, so you come in, you can train. But then, what else? What what is what else is needed before you even start that training? It, you know, in my opinion, in my opinion, you need to work on attitudes. Yeah, that's why I yeah. said it, it depends that's, on the individual. Yeah, you need to work on attitudes. You, you, it starts with you right. first as an individual. Yeah, yeah that's fundamental that's for yeah. a fundamental part of it because yeah. you could equip an individual with all the skills you could give them the finances to start up a business you could give them the education mm-hmm. how receptive are they to such how what is their attitude certainly being mm-hmm. independent you know many you must persons, be prepared yeah, yeah, yeah. Thumbs down. But you're not, you're not, you're not just looking at attitudes of the person with a disability. You know, you're also looking at attitudes of the relatives, society, family, society, you know? family, and the society in which they live. Um, that's also important. Um, yeah, very integral. So, so I would say that attitudes. You've got to try to change mindsets, and also. You've got to teach a certain level of money management. Critical. Very, very critical. That's because a lot, of, a lot of businesses that I have seen among mm-hmm. people who are disabled could have prospered, mm-hmm. but they ate everything. Yeah. Oh, yes. And that's, a, and that's a downfall to your business. Yes. Because, you so, know, one thing they always say with business. Go on, Marilyn. Also, what I think um, a lot of times people with disabilities they don't have the motivation to yes, that's critical come up too. with with yes. um some kind of way of starting right, their own business like and stuff like that and yes. that's another yeah. thing yeah, and that's uh, you know being that a lot of times people don't encourage them and stuff like that they have to get that mindset as well mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I think that so, is one. I think a couple of weeks ago when we had Mr. McLean on the program, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> Gary and myself, we had raised a very important point as well too. Environment sometimes has a lot to do with your development in life and the way you go about doing things. Because, all right, here I may have a lot of business ideas and stuff. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to push myself to the limit. But you know what? I don't have the finance to do it. I may approach a government agency we all know the government work. They're going to push you the heck around. 
Mm. What do you do there now? You turn to a family member, um, perhaps, I mean, they're looking at you, as what Golden Star said a while ago, and what you said a while ago, Mr. Williams, um, society and also family. Mm. When you're in a situation, if you are a person living with a disability, family support is always integral. Because if, let's say, I turn to the government, I don't get the finance, and I got a family member, perhaps I have the funds, I should be able to turn to my family member to support me to get my feet on the ground. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, sometimes it don't happen. So what that individual do now? Eventually become discouraged. He or she become discouraged. And sometimes what they, the individual wants to do runs contrary to what he should be doing. Let, let me give you an idea. A man lives in a, in a wooden structure, in a board house. He gets mm -hmm. a grant and he wants to sell um, cylinders, gas cylinders. Right away, he has a problem. If it, when you tell him that he has a problem, he can't distribute cylinders from that place because one, the place isn't his. And two, he lives in a very flammable structure. He sometimes thinks you're joking. But it's part of the reality. How, so, somebody like that, it's hard to help, you know, because yeah. they, they, they have a mindset. They want to be in the industrial gas business. Yeah. Right? So I think that is also part of what people need to look at. But, you know, I have to echo um, the importance of attitude, you know. I think that's a oh, critical, yes. critical point that you would have brought out. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to have the right mindset. You mm -hmm. got to have the right and you got to be willing to listen, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of us sometimes don't do that, right? Yes. We all have, you know, kind of naive attitude. We're always not willing to listen. And, you know, another way, another way that our persons also may tend to have this thing that, you know, you know it all, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, you, you've got attitude is very critical. And to me, once, once, once you have the right attitude, then everything else is going to fall in place. You know, the education, the technical skills, the relevant, uh, you know, whatever skills else that you need. Yes. Right? They are and, and we live in an era where competition is great. And well, we especially right now, we the can't we leave out marketing. True, very true. Yeah. You can have the very best products in the world, but you've got to know how to market it. If you don't have a good proper marketing skills, your business won't go no way, yes. not at all. Yeah. yeah. So yep, it's just some of the things that we need to look at. Do we have any messages? Oh yeah, um, Kim Miller from New Jersey is actually in that site, and basically she was just echoing from what. Um, what I just said, in terms of the resource, especially the way the world is going right now, getting resources is very, very difficult right now. Yeah. Miss, on any miss. sort of project. Because, oh, I mean, yes. I know personally, a lot of agency and stuff like that, let's say perhaps they used to get um, $150,000 a year, let's say a subvention from the government and stuff like that. Um, mm. Right now, everything just so depleted i mean things just gone down instead of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, they get 
maybe 25,000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, that's why I thought, you know, it is important again to understand the potentials ahead when it comes to depletion, right? Uh, you know, again, it comes back to the whole the, um, aspect of depreciation and, you know, in years to come, while uh, for me, where I'm from, things may be stable. For other countries, depreciation is going all the time, right? So, you know, it's very important to understand. When, when you look at Jamaica, when you look at Jamaica, Jamaica was, before COVID-19, was on the brink of a resurgence. The economy started to look up things look favorable. But with COVID-19 and now virtual absence of the tourist trade and industries limping along, the economy is going down and down and down. And that is why I feel sorry for leadership in Jamaica because right now, ideally, the ideal situation would be to lock down the country for probably two, three weeks to see if we can really contain this virus. But they can't do that because if no. they do that, there would be no money. We would be stone broke. Yeah. You yeah. know? And it's a reality that people, some people don't see. So it's, it's a very tricky situation. Um, in the United States, for example, the the economy could survive easier because of of size. <laughs> but remember, <laughs> but remember, you know, we are yeah, we, we are a dot. So our, our economy is pretty small, and we have to struggle to keep it afloat. Yeah. So, yes, Marilyn. I mean, Sorry. you say in the United States, um, yeah. we couldn't survive, but um, we haven't closed our borders either. No. No. We haven't closed our borders either. So they're looking at that as well because yeah. we have a lot of tourists that comes here. We have um, business. Um, and conferences and stuff like that that comes here. And that generates a lot of revenue as well. So yes. if we did close our borders, we, we still would suffer as well. You would suffer because you have, you have a multi-trillion dollar international debt as well, which a lot yes. of people don't, don't realize. Right. You mm-hmm. know? And you have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you have to deal with other superpowers, and yes. nobody wants to be beaten into second place, right? <laughs> so it's so, it's a very we live in a very complex world. Yeah, so we we would still suffer if we closed our borders as well. Yes, yes. So whatever happens, you are in in the real world. Mm-hmm. You're walking a tightrope. Yeah, I think that's all over the world. 
mm-hmm. that they're walking a tightrope because, yes. you know, a lot of people lost their jobs during the whole pandemic and a lot of companies folded and yes. things of those nature. So <clears throat> um, a lot of things, you know, has crippled, you know, the country as well. Mm-hmm. And charities, charities get less money. Mm-hmm. Because the people Charities that used are to the donate, first to suffer. The people that used to donate don't have they can't afford to donate anymore. That's right. So guess what, guys? Money is under greater scrutiny. Yes. <laughs> so uh, you know, it has been a very lively discussion and a very enlightening program. We have come to the end, but we have enjoyed every minute of it. Um, I want to thank Marilyn for coming in and joining in this discussion. And Asif, Asif Khan out of Guyana, who really stepped into the breach. If you have any questions or comments regarding this program, please address them to norwill2 at gmail.com that is n-o-r-w-i-l-l number two at gmail.com thanks for listening have a happy and productive week that's it for today join me next time when we will present another in the series vision scope Music was provided by Rennie Williams, Jr.